to the first episode in the Girls in Podcast series. I'm extremely excited, not only by today's guests, but the guests who are lined up for the entire series. They come from all over the world, different industries, backgrounds. They're bringing different stories and experiences to everyone listening. Um, it's a project which is very much in its sort of infancy, and I really hope you can all follow the journey, especially through these podcasts um, and any sort of updates on our social media. This series specifically is all about kind of strong female influencers in their specific industry. They'll hopefully give you a sort of insight into their world, their achievements, and more importantly, their sort of journey into where they are at the moment, really. So, yeah, looking forward to um, sharing all these all this information with you all and seeing seeing what kind of happens along the journey. So let's jump straight into the episode today. We have a pretty cool guest on the show all the way from the States. Um, and it wasn't until I really dug deep that I think, well, this I think this individual needs more than just sort of an episode slot. Um, I think I need to give a sort of full on intro. So I thought I'd break it down into sort of highlights of what this individual's in- achieved. He's currently the founder and CEO of a company called Modsy. Previously a partner on the investing team at Google Ventures, um, the founder and CEO of a company called SimOps, um, which was acquired later by Autodesk in 2010. In 2009, she was named one of the Business Week's Best Young Entrepreneurs. Um, In 2012, she was featured in a book, Creating Innovators. And in 2014, she was named one of the Silicon Valley Business Journal's Women of Influence. So I hope I haven't missed anything else. I think uh, we'd if we could all welcome Shana Telleman onto the show. How are you, Shana? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, so where are you located at the moment? I'm in uh, drizzly, rainy London, so please shine some sort of sunshine into my life a little bit. <laughs> well, I, th- I think I'm in the last hours of sunshine here in San Francisco. The, uh, the fog is starting to roll in. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Okay, so let's go straight into the uh, kind of conversation. Tell me about the story behind Modsy and what makes it so unique. Yeah, well, so the story behind Modsy is very personal. Um, My husband and I moved into an apartment in San Francisco, and I think like many people, we started that process thinking, this is going to be really fun. (laughs) I can't wait to design my home and buy furniture and uh, we were finally getting rid of like all of our hand-me-downs and Ikea furniture. Um, and the first thing I did was go to Pinterest and I started building this board and kind of flipped around some retailer sites. And, you know, hours later I'd gone down that like wormhole of Pinterest and I came up and looked at my board and I sat there sort of staring at my board and staring at my room and I was like, I still have no idea what to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So what went from being really kind of fun and exciting uh, weekend after weekend eventually ended up in like being super frustrated and us like arguing over what we should actually be doing and buying and uh, somewhere along the way giving up (laughs) having bought like two things and having our place feel pretty incomplete. Um, And I had this moment where I was looking at a physical catalog like a West Elm or Pottery Barn catalog and I was like, I wish that I could have this shopping experience. Like, I wish I was looking at these beautiful images 
where everything was staged, but it was all just staged in my house. And I could just shop from this like catalog-like experience of my own home. And that was, uh, that was the light bulb moment for me. I had been in 3D graphics for a very long time, and I um, knew that a lot of the pieces were coming together to make that possible. And I felt like that is the future. Like we will be shopping from replications, like digital replications of our actual spaces and have the ability to shop from like these beautiful images that are essentially our space, but uh, all online and fully shoppable. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's really exciting. I mean, I was looking at some videos um, kind of on your website and some sort of the news, which is around Modsy at the moment. Am I right that Modsy is actually a tool um, being used in the new show, Cyrus vs. Cyrus? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It just launched last week. So we're, yeah, we're now on Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. I mean, for a simple idea to now be showcased on something kind of like a on a, on, on a show, really, it must be pretty cool moment yeah it's really it's every time we've seen that we watch it as a team and, and when we see the logo <laughs> pop up on TV, we're like wow <laughs> absolutely love it so what's uh what's exciting and what's what's happening in 2017 at Modsy? yeah this is a really exciting year it's really i mean it's all about growth so we've been growing in terms of volume of customers coming in um retailers on the platform um we're dealing with all of the growing pains that come along with that <laughs> all the things that start breaking that you didn't anticipate were going to break as you grow um and yeah and just like the team size is growing and uh and now i'm just kind of trying to make sure that we're prioritizing the right things and making the experience really seamless um while continuing to figure out like how do we reach new people and more people definitely do you ever think um are you are you just based in the u.s are you looking to kind of go further or you know we actually have customers all over the world um we have from the beginning and i think it's just the world that we live in now where you know you launch a new thing a website and <laughs> anybody can come to it and then use it so there's nothing preventing anybody from using it now retail wise our the retail products that we choose and select and we put in our library at the moment are US focused. So the people using it from other countries are using it simply as inspiration and then they will shop it at local retailers. But eventually we do plan to start to integrate um, international retailers, probably not in 2017, but maybe in, in the next year or two. It's on the roadmap then, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. I mean, so obviously I was doing a bit of kind of research on yourself um, and noticed kind of your time at Google. So I suppose I'd love to find out more about your time at Google. I mean, for the outsiders looking in, is it really as cool as what we all think it is? Kind of what, how was that experience? Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a very almost like random decision to go to Google. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was at Autodesk who acquired my last company, my like I said, my background's 3D graphics, um, building products, and uh, the investment team reached out to me very out of the blue uh, as I was thinking about starting my next company, actually, um, in about 2012. And I had never been thinking, of, I hadn't considered going into venture capital at that point or investing, but I did feel like that would be a really interesting perspective to have as an entrepreneur to be really kind of sitting on the other side of the table um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, the interest of going to Google and seeing, like, what is it really like to work at Google, um, and, uh, and then, you know, the brand name Google Ventures was really kind of early but emerging at that point as a strong venture capital partner. So, 
so yeah, so I chose I chose to join. Didn't know anything about what I was getting myself into. Um, <laughs> realized very quickly that I I really do love building things. So it was very hard to be the investor and uh, meet all these awesome entrepreneurs, but not get to build anything with them. <laughs> they do the building, and you kind of the asking questions and coaching. Um, and it was a cool. I mean, Google is like a very cool place to work for sure. You know, like lots of perks and lots of nice benefits, things like that. But, but for me, that's not that's not what makes me wake up every day. Like I wake up to to create things and to put things into the world. And so, even though it was like a very cool place with so many cool perks and great people and lots of you know smart ideas everywhere, um, I was like itching from almost like month two. Uh, to get back to building something myself, um, and and thankfully the the idea for Mozzie was kind of like brewing in my mind at that point. That's really cool. It's, it sounds sounds very interesting, kind of being surrounded by entrepreneurs, kind of twenty four seven. What was a what was one entrepreneurial startup that kind of stood up stood out? Sorry, during your time there, would you say? Oh, for sure. The the one that stood out the most was actually one of the last investments I made. Um, and helped do the deal for was a, a company called Jet um, that was eventually actually recently acquired by Walmart. Um, so Mark Laurie was uh, originally had founded a company called Quidzy, which was diapers.com um, and I think soap.com and some other things that was bought by Amazon. So he was a very experienced entrepreneur. He really understood commerce. He had this grand vision for really shaking things up and, and creating a new model for online commerce uh, through Jet. Um, and I met him probably five or six months before we ended up closing on the deal. So I really got to understand what he was building, how he was thinking about it, kind of the brilliance of the model that he was putting together. And I just thought he was a really impressive entrepreneur all around, just like a, a role model for somebody who um, has built tremendously successful companies, understands kind of all the mechanics of business, understands disruption, and can really have like a very forward-thinking vision while maintaining uh, execution in the very near term. And so it, it was very, it was definitely very influential for me as I was leaving Google Ventures and thinking about starting Modsy. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine, especially kind of, it's always that when you have the ideas in your head and you're working with kind of really amazing people, you want to ask them so many specific questions like, should I go and start this startup or should I kind of go into this idea that I have and stuff like that? So I bet when you're surrounded by these people, it probably just firms up the decision like, yep, you know, what? I'm going to go go out and do my own thing as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I suppose when it comes to sort of female influence, influencers in this kind of industry that we're in kind of startups tech startups what are your thoughts do you think there's enough diversity um what would be your overall sort of experience and thoughts on that uh no definitely not enough <laughs> um i think uh, especially not enough at the role model level i think that it feels like there is a strong emergence of um female entrepreneurs and female founders and at least interest in that i'd say um you know there's there are other minorities that are even more underrepresented right now in tech startups, especially. Um, but definitely, I, I, I feel like when you look around and you look at a handful of very successful, big scaling companies that everybody looks up to, most of them are, are still run primarily by white men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, very, very little diversity there. And I think, you know, if you're uh, a woman that's going, 
um, going out and starting something right now, it is hard to look at any of these kind of business leaders and people who have been very successful building these businesses and see yourself in them. And I do think that's a, that's a problem, that's a gap, and that does prevent some number of people probably from even trying. And for others, it, it makes it harder to kind of figure out how to pave the right path and what kind of leader you eventually want to be because you don't have a clear vision of the kinds of leaders that look and feel like you. No, 100%. I agree with that. I mean, do you think more could be done? I mean, I'm, I wouldn't know about kind of investment from the government within the US. Um, but specifically, I know in the UK, kind of in London, there's a lot of investment heavily in kind of women who code, um, women in technology, especially kind of at, in the education level as well. So when they're starting in schools, do you think there could be more done by the government in the US to kind of get more kind of young girls like interested in technology and startups and that sort of kind of environment yeah I mean I, I do think that this is a it, it's a problem along so many spectrums that you can't solve by just doing one thing alone yeah. but absolutely I mean I think it does start with education it starts very early it starts with encouragement um, supporting along the way absolutely making sure that there's funding for um, people interested in either kind of gaining the skills and the learning and or starting their first companies um, and then you know all the way through to kind of starting to address some of the bias and subconscious bias that goes on uh, across the industry but I think you know we need a lot of these pieces to fall into place and to change to, to truly see a large change holistically. Mm, definitely what's kind of fascinated you the most when it comes to the progression in technology would you say? Just broadly, what is what's fascinating me? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's some new technology which is being created at the moment, or you know, I think for for me, it's really um, I am really interested in this in the realm of computer vision and specifically, you know, some of the things we touch on at Modzi, but um, this reconstruction technology, the ability to kind of take imagery and to turn imagery um, into maps and data and understanding what's in the images in a way that we've never known before and we've never been able to do before. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that translates into things that are spatial. Um, and I think for autonomous vehicles and robots and other things that are coming into our world, that same spatial understanding is going to be extremely relevant. Yeah. Um, there's, there's other learning that is much more visually based and um, you know, kind of tagging, uh, understanding what's in images, visual recognition and search. And that's like a whole interesting category as well. But, but to me, it's really kind of um, the part that takes imagery and especially imagery in the world and then starts to kind of extract out of that in imagery um, spatial information. Amazing. Yeah, very cool. Um, I suppose if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? It doesn't have to be about industry specific or business or anything. What would you say? I think I would say that it generally all works out. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, you spend, I still do it, right? Spend a lot of time worrying. Um, yeah. I was about a lot of the small details and is it going to all, is it going to work? Am I going to get there? Will like life work out? And, you know, you have for sure obstacles, but but it, but it, but it does. <laughs> I wish I had spent less time worrying. Yeah, very true. It's funny because like even when you're kind of in the business world, you still worry. And like as much as you're when you're younger, you're like, 
I feel like when you're younger, you have less worries. But as the more kind of you get absorbed into the business world, I think your worries obviously become a lot more heightened. Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's a good tip. <laughs> cool. OK, well, thank you so much, Shana, for kind of joining the first episode of Girls In. Um, it's really been a really interesting sort of conversation. Um, and, yeah, good luck with everything at Modsy and definitely be following your journey on the for the next sort of year or so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Shauna. Mm-hmm.